T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Hour. Mike Haas, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. The Saints go to Cleveland, get a huge victory, 17-10, in what was the coldest game in Saints history and the second or third coldest game in Cleveland history. But it's, a, it's kind of at least misleading to me because they usually just use temperatures, and they don't use the feels-like temperature. And for those guys on the field, they care about the feels-like temperature, and that was – you know, minus zero the whole game. That was a very, as Dennis Allen said, gritty, mental toughness. I mean, how would you describe that win? Yeah, I think I think Dennis hit it uh, perfectly. It was it was gritty. Um, there's a mental toughness about a game like that, particularly when you get down early, because human nature under those conditions would say, "Man, you get behind, it's going to be tough to catch up." Uh, let's just get through this. And, and uh, to the credit of our, our players, um, they didn't do that. They they kept fighting and found a way to scratch back into the game and then ultimately win it. And, look, when they say it's cold, it, it doesn't even begin to describe how it felt. Um, Mike, you, you were there with us the day before on Friday, which was, granted, a little colder and a little windier. I walked outside, I got about 15 steps, and then I said, there's no way. Because it wasn't that I was cold, it, it was painful. It, it actually hurt to be outside. Uh, it's hard to describe until you've been in those kind of conditions. It is, uh, and that's where I'm, in the press box, I'm dumping, you know, we're, we're pampered. I was in the press box, we had the window open, but I would keep water behind me, and I, would, I kept it in front of me, and by the second quarter, it was ice, it was icy. I mean, you just can't imagine so that was really where I was heading because the Saints had to go up Thursday to, to get there. And I was like, we got there Thursday night. And, but then by Friday, that was the worst whiteout, blizzard, snow, wind. What if Friday's weather had been Saturday? Were there, are yeah. there contingencies out there from the NFL? I mean, you could, I, don't, I don't think you could have played. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I had some of those same thoughts on Friday when I walked outside. I thought, man, this this potentially could be dangerous. And, and yet, uh, look, you know, we were out there in the street and there was no protection from the wind. You know, when you're in the stadium, um, there's a little protection from the wind, although, you know, if you're down the field, you don't feel like there's any protection. But um, it warmed up just enough. And, and, look, our guys did a great job of getting through it. Um, geez, we had a couple guys on the field pregame that were just in shorts, no shirt, no no sweatpants on. And I'm like, holy cow, these guys are tougher than me. 
Uh, and really the ability in the last couple of games to finish it off, right? To get, you know, it doesn't always have to go to the final play, but the ability to finish off games and, and, and walk off Atlanta and walk off Cleveland, the field with, with victories. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, look, it's been the tale of our season. Um, there's been a number of times we've had opportunities to win and, and man, man, one play toward the end of the game makes all the difference in the world. And, and, uh, you know, we've come up short a number of times, but it's good to see, it's good to see our guys making plays at the end of these last two games to, to win them. And, and that's kind of what Dennis has talked about in yourself. It's like, it's who's going to be that guy who we need, you know, somebody towards that end. And you guys went through a lot of people defensively. Uh, Daniel Sorensen had had nine snaps prior to the Cleveland game. He has 41 uh, because of injury uh, on Saturday. Comes up with a huge interception called Granderson. I mean, you know, people are going to talk about the Granderson sack to end the game, but he had three tackles for a loss and two quarterback hits. I mean, he spent much of the day in the back in the backfield. So it's it's the, it's that it's the Sorensons and the Grandersons, you know, stepping up to make big plays at the end. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Carl, you're right. Carl's uh, uh, the notoriety comes from the last play of the game, but he he played probably the best game of his career uh, here with the Saints and and. Uh, I don't know if it's a coincidence, coincidence or not that he played at Wyoming and was used to cold weather conditions, and then he goes out and uh, and has a game of his life um, in this game. And, and Carl's been playing well. He's he's in the, one of those players we haven't talked a lot about, but he's uh, progressed from year one to year two, year three, and and it's it's, um, it's really gratifying to see that because he's a he's a he's a great kid. He's a hard worker, and. Uh, wants to be good, and, and it was good to see him have success on the field and, and get some notoriety. Going to get to offense in a sec, but one more on defense, and I just I, going into that game because of you know Nick Chubb and some of their, their players, you just felt like tackling was going to be so key, and that and Tyron Matthew, for a kid that's 5'9", 190, stood in there with the best of them and, and took every hit and had 11 tackles, 6 solo, Man, it just showed up huge. Yeah, and look, I think Tyron's another guy that's played well this year, and 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 because of our record, hasn't probably got as much recognition as he has in the past. And yeah, uh, you know, look, we know this. Everyone knows how tough he is, and and he's a playmaker, and he's continued to do that. I'm glad he's uh, I'm glad he's with us. Alvin Kamara, here's another, here's another one. He's because maybe we're just spoiled, right? We've had five years, and he's just he does everything always. But he had 76 yards rushing, 20 carries, uh, two receptions, so 110 all-purpose yards. But his best two games of the season, as far as yak yards after catch, have come in the last two weeks. 56 yards after the after contact against Atlanta, then 53 yards after contact with Cleveland. It's a, it's a quiet, you know, Alvin, you're based on Alvin's stats, but those, those yards after contact the last two weeks have been huge. Yeah, I think particularly in a game um, like Sunday when the weather conditions are tough and every yard's tough, it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be a grit game. And, and you know, Alvin Alvin has a lot of grit. He really does. And, and he's a tough tackle. And, and I thought uh, he and Taysom um, and David Johnson all ran hard. Um, and look, that's a game where the defense is expecting the run. They're defending the run, um, just as we were. And yet, um, 
you know, th- those are tough yards to come by, and, and those guys did a great job. We had 152 rushing yards, and, and uh, every one of them was a tough yard to get. Well, you pretty much have always known that you're going to have to do this on your own, meaning, you know, win your final four. But it just, you know, it doesn't it doesn't look or feel like there's a ton of help out there. Arizona could have helped on Christmas night and, and didn't. Philly really could have helped in a way because they could have clinched with a victory at Dallas but, but didn't. So now you go to Philly this weekend, and it's weird because, I mean, it's going to be like in the 50s or 60s, but now, you know, possibly rain, even thunderstorms. Uh, but, you know, Philly on the road at this time of year is just such an important game for you. But every, they all are. But you just have to live in your world, right? Take care of your stuff. Yeah, listen, we just have to um, go up there. We, You know, it seems like we play Philly in Philly a lot over the years. Um, so we're used to the environment. Uh, they've got a, you know, they're having a great season. They've got a really good team. And and we're going to have to play our best game of the year in order to come away with a victory. And we look, we just need to, uh, we just need to find out a way to do that. And this, and there's something that you and I talk about every week, and it, it's just kind of, it stuck out. And that is, Philadelphia has been so dominant uh, from a turnover differential. They, at one point, they were like plus 15 or plus 14, and the Saints were like minus 14. And there were like 28 difference of turnovers. But here they are. They're 13 and one. They go to Dallas, and they have four turnovers. They lose the turnover differential battle by three, and they lose the game. I mean, it's I don't care how good you are or what you know or what your record is. That stat sticks out. Yeah. Um, look, if you know if you're a good team, you can overcome you know a differential of one and maybe two sometimes. But when you when you turn the ball over four times, that's that's uh, it's pretty difficult to overcome that uh, for any team, regardless of how talented they may be. Our next two guests on the show coming up, it's interesting, uh, Kai Harley, uh, you know, they, he's called the cap guru, roster management, and also John Baumgartner, the equipment uh, manager for your team. I think if there's, and I've been around this franchise for 30 plus years, if there's two jobs that I would not like, and I'd love the, I love the organization, but the only two jobs I wouldn't want on this team would be John Baumgartner as the equipment manager and the cap guru. Uh, those those two, you know what I mean? I mean, they're tough jobs uh, with a lot of people depending on you, but they come up big all the time. Yeah, look, those, those two guys are, uh, you know, and certainly I'm biased. I think they're as good as anyone in the league at their jobs, and, and uh and they're really selfless people. Um, you know, they put the team ahead of themselves. And, and uh, you know, Kai has, has, has been with me now for, um, ah, gosh. It's his, it's his 15th, 15th year with the Saints, 22nd in the NFL. Okay. There you go, 15 years with us. And, and uh, doesn't get as much credit as he deserves. He's a really super smart guy, you know, when, 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 uh, most of the time he's the smartest guy in the room, which is a good thing to be and, uh, does a great job for us. And, and look, he's much more than just the cap guy. He, he runs a lot of the administration. Um, he has a lot of input into the football operation here and, and, uh, man, we're lucky to have him. Um, you know, bum, he's been around, uh, for a long time. He was the assistant to chief for a number of years and, He's just a tireless worker. Um, it's an area that, that I appreciate because, look, Bum pretty much manages himself. Um, there's never any problems or issues with his department. He handles it well. And particularly in a game like we just had when you've got the elements and, and uh, conditions that we're not used to be playing in, 
that's a whole different set of problems and uh, equipment and facilities that he has to deal with, and he does it uh, pretty seamlessly. Well, it was a big win. Uh, congratulations. Hope that your your Christmas was nice and with the day off, and we'll spend New Year's uh, in Philly and, and start off hopefully 2023 with a big W. So thanks for your time as always. Absolutely, Mike. Take care. As I said, when we come back on the Saints Hour, we will talk to the man with all the numbers all the time, Kai Harley, Vice President of Football Administration on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.